is that since we've been doing the show uh, some of my red brothers have hit me up and they're like we want to write a song uh, for Sean the sound man because he tried to get into <laughs> CIA right, yes bro. and so this is listen exclusive right now this is a hard luck show exclusive <laughs> American Indian hard luck show reservation edition I love it uh, red brothers came and this is Sean's official song uh, here Let's we go hear it. right there they're saying uh, I like it this is okay so let me translate mm -hmm. okay so right there they were saying like sean is the sound guy you can kind of hear that mm -hmm. did you hear that <laughs> i heard that <laughs> did you hear that yeah i heard that yes, sean is the sound guy and then listen if you listen a little closer now okay so you hear that guy right there that guy right there uh was saying like it was crazy for sean to think he could be in the cia <laughs> remember that show we did where sean said listen See that? And he said, that's what started all the Facebook drama. Have you really listened to that? <laughs> yeah, they wrote that for you. Um, I appreciate it. You started a bunch of drama yeah. with all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Blackknife. He's the one Tom that wrote. Tom Blackknife. Tom Blackknife wrote that. It's a big shout out to Tom Blackknife. Big shout out. Yeah. But it. dude, so anyway, we're, like, we're inside the fucking studio. Yeah, we're inside the studio. Uh, we had to move inside the studio because I guess they're doing something outside there. So, big uh, shout out to Oscar De La Torre and Pico Youth and Family Center, Santa Monica. I love it. Pico Youth, how do you, what is it? Pico Youth? Pico Youth and Family Center. Family, what do they do? They help out the youth in Santa Monica, all colors, races, everybody. Um, they have a lot of different programs here that help the youth. Um, do learn, learn different types of trades, uh, hobbies, um, They've got a recording studio that we're sitting in. They've got art, work classes. They've got um, internships with businesses in Santa Monica to help kids. Um, and it sits right next door to Santa Monica High School. Dude, when do we do a lot of great work. When we came in, right? So we go into the studio, right? We like open the door. <laughs> and like one of these interns, I don't know who he is, was like sleeping on the floor, <laughs> right? Yeah. It was kind of musky in here, yeah, right? I think it might have been living here. <laughs> what I you, you, you call it? What? No. Jake so we smog? no. So we came in, 
So, like, you got to understand. So, we come in. The outside looks cool. Dude. We come in. And we're like, yeah, we're going to do it inside the studio. We open the studio. And the guy looked like we caught him, like, with his pants down or something. Like, he <laughs> yeah. looked up surprised. Yeah. Right? He's like, hey, what are you doing? He was, like, rubbing his eyes and, like, <laughs> yeah. yawning. Yeah. Dude had been on, like, his ninth hour of sleep in here or some shit. <laughs> there was Ate like- two fat burgers and tops, <laughs> you know? Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're like, what? And it, you know how, like, when guys, and he was heavy set, and he had burger wrappers in a fucking. <laughs> and Fritos in his hair. And all yeah, and flaming hot Cheetos in his yeah. pocket yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, and and then what's crazy is he had, like, tight, he was a big kid, right? Mm-hmm. Big kid. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think he weighs? He was probably pushing about 210. 210, 230. Yep. Yeah. Some women's pants on. Yeah. Some women's jeans on. He had yeah. black roadie yeah, jeans that were super tight. That's the look with some Air Forces. And on. then and when I came <laughs> in, and then it when I came in, he was he had red, little red ankle socks, and he was trying uh-huh. to put his shoes on. Uh-huh. And dude, whenever you see a fat person trying to put on their little shoes in it's tight hot. pants, <laughs> it looks funny. And you have to I have to avert my eyes because you know he's helping us out, supposedly. Of course. Right. So I don't want to be like too mean about it and like stare at him and be like, dude, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. yeah, you know what? Pull that M&M, uh, fucking peanut M&M out of your belly button, bro. It's not looking. Yeah. <laughs> so then he gets up and he like gets out and then Steve walked. Now Steve, right? Steve's a clean freak. Yeah. Right? Aren't you? I've been told that. <laughs> right? Because if you're going to live, like, it's no surprise. He's done some, he's been to some camps yeah, where been, there's not yeah. a lot of room to move not around. Not a whole lot. Yeah, bro, of, you yeah. just got to be respectful of the people next to you, man. I just like to live clean. So when Steve walked in, dude, you should have saw his face. Because it wasn't just the kid. It was like the fucking sleep stank that was like in the air. I don't know if he was whacking it or what he was doing in here. But there was kind of like a yank smog. Yeah. Like a humid <laughs> yank smog. You know, uh, a weird it film. Just, yeah, it was it, funky. Just okay, <laughs> get straight to it. And, and man, Steve I got was... to the Febreze and motherfucking Pine Saw and Index and everything else I could uh, find. Incense. Dude, I didn't even know you could clean like that, bro. One minute, like, I turn around and he's, like, lifting up shit. He looked like, I don't know if you remember from Richie Rich, that robot made. That was you. He was like, <laughs> he had Febreze in one hand. Yeah. It looked like you had four arms, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got guests coming in here, oh, and yeah. this is a representation of us. It's an extension of us. Plus, I just um, don't want to be smelling no sweat stain. Now, listen, I ain't trying kinda... to blow nobody's spot up. Go ahead. Go ahead and do what you're going to do. But you better be slick enough to have your shit together by the time we show up or I show up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't trying to hate on you. Do what you got to do. But you better have it enough together that by the time people show up, you're not getting caught looking sideways, like shit all sideways, you know like what? it was when we got setting here. Setting alarm, yeah, setting alarm. Right now, that you know what? That's a good point because it's like that's you know us talking about it right now and clowning. That's kind of the price you pay for getting caught napping. Right. Yeah, we got the drop on them. Yeah, right. That's it, the drop. So. And it wasn't crazy early. No, yeah. it wasn't at all, bro. It like wasn't if, like we got here at four and listen, he was like, "I'm gonna Ooh. make sure. I'm gonna make sure the alarm was set at six. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm going to be up out of the way and make sure there's there's no remnants of me. You get what I'm saying? Not only that, but I'm going to take a giant, like, 80-gallon hefty trash bag, and I'm going to wrap that around myself where I sleep <laughs> so it's an easy cleaner. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to keep all of the fucking body funk trapped inside the bag. Because <laughs> when we walked in, dude, it was like walking into a wall. Yeah. yeah. And it, you know what? And it's still not gone. 
No, and we've been burning incense. We got coffee. Yeah. We got and that, Febreze. but that, but that lets you know mm. that it's going on more than once. He's marinating it. That's that's letting me know that, you know, whatever. It's listen, in the man. wall. It's listen, in the wall. Listen. You know what the thing is? Is I listen. I'm gonna tell you something. I hate smelling other people. Let me say this because this is where this is going. I'm just gonna say this. Do real it, quick, bro. Do it. There is there is something that really. I have not learned how to let it go, or I haven't learned how to process it yet. Okay? What? Oh, my it God. Pisses, it's something that pisses me off beyond, I don't know how to contain myself, and that's body odor. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I work out in the gym. Yes. And if there's somebody that really, really smells, or they're, I take it personal, bro. I have to immediately walk to a whole other side of the gym. And the other day, I had my whole little area set up, and my dumbbells and the thing, and I'm getting ready. And as I'm starting, yeah. there's a little like sit up machine over to the side of me, and this chick comes over, man, and she started. And as soon as she walked by, the funk just hit me, Ugh. and I'm like, and I'm making sure that's gonna. And then she she's kind of by where this little door's open, so the air is coming in, and it's passing by her right on me. Oh, and just I'm like, I'm just, you. I'm, and you can see physically if you look at me, the face that I'm pissed <laughs> off, man. And now I can't even work out there because I can't take the smell. Man. You can't be in the hall of funk. I just can't be. And so I'm, I'm hoping she's gonna be done soon. She's not finishing. I've now stopped my workout. I'm right. standing off to the side. I'm wait, pissed wait. off. What kind of body odor was it? Like, was it like an armpit thing, or was it like a was it a crotch odor? Like, what, no, was it, it was, a, was it like swamp a, ass? Was it swamp ass? No, it was just like an underarm nose <sighs> odor, and just funk, nasty man. Uh, like, she probably thinks man, it's. She dude, probably the, thinks it's like she's a, over there smiling at people and smiling. She probably at thinks me. it's a pheromone. She, hot. she probably thinks it's a pheromone and it's oh, turning guys on. I don't know how it affects me. So, I get so mad. Like I get, to, I get really upset inside, <laughs> so I move all my shit across to the other side of the gym, like loud, like loud, yeah, too, man. right? <laughs> and as soon as I grab the last dumbbell, oh, she finishes up her last set. Of course, days, you know, of course. But um, it's happened a few times, and I just, you know, you know, if if you, if I'm just somewhere, and it happens, I'll remove myself quickly. And if I'm waiting in line to pay a ticket, I'll leave and come back another day. I'll do whatever I gotta do, but in the gym when you first work out, I have to move somewhere else, man. It's just like because I just find it so I find it like man, it's just not having, it's not respectful, man. Because I, I dude, it, man. listen, let me tell you something. Because when you're in the gym, it's a different breathing regime. In regular life, right, you can close your nose off, or you can walk over here, and blah blah blah. When you're in the gym, you're like deeply breathing because you're out of breath. Yeah. So if someone's sending you a fucking like funk clouds, you gotta really breathe it in. Yeah. So if you go to Gold's Venice, and you're a female, check yourself. And a male, dude. No, I no, no, no. And a male. But I'm just saying, we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like whoever you are, whoever you are out there, run a double make on yourself because there's a couple dudes and a <laughs> some couple people, chicks out there. Some skunks can't, can't smell their own hole, yeah, bro. Yeah, man. See, some, I have know. I have a thing with the opposite way when people put on, and you know, I know it's like super cliche to say. Hey, don't show up to the gym with like perfume on. Yeah. But every once in a while, it really happens. And like, if no, I'm, I've running, had that too. If I'm yeah. already yeah. running, yeah. And so I'm not going to change my uh, treadmill. 
it's the same, but but I'm telling you, it had the same effect on right. me. There was a girl that got on trail. She had so much perfume on. Yeah. I looked over and I started looking at everybody like, do you what the fuck? Like, yeah. and I did get off the treadmill. Right. I couldn't take it. Maybe it is the heavy breathing because you're really taking yeah, it taking in. It but you don't have a choice, man, dude. dude. Like, and then I start thinking, what are you covering up with all that? What the fuck? Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. Let's be let's really drill down on this because here's the thing. When you breathe somebody's body odor or their perfume, whatever, right? Some of these fucking guys with their fucking aftershave, it's like super strong after it's all spicy. They come in like Mm -hmm. fucking with their mirrored sunglasses and spicy fucking aftershave. And you're like, Jesus Christ, bro. That's like calm down. You know what I mean? It's like, just be normal. Can you be normal around here? Anyway, it's intimate. Breathing is an intimate, intimate, intimate thing because like all your membranes and all your internal body, when you inhale it, you're inhaling their particles into your body. Yeah. Right? It's going into your tongue, mm-hmm. into your nostril, and all these wet passages down into your lungs, mixing in your blood. Telling you. Your blood makes contact with the goddamn air that you breathe in your lungs. And you come in here without any fucking deodorant and you smell like crazy cheese? Are you insane? That drives me crazy, bro. That's why when we came in here and, and smelled that yank smog, I was like, dude, I don't want to be tasting this right now. No way. I got a life to live. I got a life to live. Crazy. So, so anyway, that's what happened. And that was just like the first 10 minutes of showing up here. Right? That was crazy. That <laughs> was crazy. <laughs> you know that guy reminded me of? Did you ever see that movie? Um, what was the one with Morgan Freeman where he's the crazy principal? And he goes to that school and turns... Right, right. Was right. it called The Principal? Well, uh, we got, by the way, just so everybody knows, sitting in, we've got maybe one of the best cinematographers in the country. Uh, his name is... Uh, <laughs> what is his name? He's got like eight names. Everyone we know has eight names. Well, let me, let me just... Let me, Say yes, we do have one of the greatest cinematographers we have in the country, in the maybe country. in the world. I won't go Dude. that far because I don't know that much, but this guy in the country for sure. And just a dear, dear, dear friend of mine for a very long time, a product of Santa Monica, born and raised. Right. Um, uh, I think uh, government name was Miguel. Miguel. Right. Okay. Um, and and he used to be an artist who uh, produced and rapped, did music, and he had a name, Sight. And okay, can we, Sight is, listen, I've seen it spelled like eight different ways. How is it really spelled? We're going to get to that. Okay. And then um, Miguel had a, uh, a, uh, some changes in his life, some things, and he... His name changed to Rama for certain reasons that we're gonna we're gonna find out. Rama. Yes, and and I I think I think Miguel prefers to be called Rama, um, and so I try. Now listen, I've known this man for quite a long time. Right. So I'm calling him three different names. I'm doing the same all thing. the time, bro. I'm doing so the same thing. So I need thing. to get clear because I need to make sure that I if it's a respect thing and he because he Miguel's never said to me, hey, bro. Don't call me that. He's call me this. He's not. But that I've heard that he said it to a couple people, so I need to get what? clear today. Wait, 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 wait. I've heard that. Hey, ditch that other thing. I'm Rama. I've heard what? that. I've heard it by. So I'm thinking. I've been lately. I've been going like 
I wonder if I sign, <laughs> hey, hey, Miguel, like, am I disrespecting him? Is that coming back? Like, so today we're going to get clear. But my very good friend, Rama, who I, I love and have known a long time, great cinematographer, great photographer, great with music. Great. I mean, this guy just is an just, artist just all around. Artist around, man. Just like a fucking artist, a teacher, um, a spiritual teacher, just a great friend. Uh, let's let's introduce my friend Rama Torres into the thought. Yeah, Miguel, sight Rama. We're gonna find out. But before we get to that, you got a deep film history. We were just talking about Mr. Rama, Mr. Torres, whatever. We were just talking about what was that movie? Do you remember what that movie was with Morgan Freeman where he's the principal? I do. Um, well, first of all, I'd like to say namaste. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Namaste. And thank you so much for yeah. having me here. Very yeah. honored to be here and to just chop it up with you guys. See, really. that's why I say American Indian because we got the namaste and the rama and whatever else. That's Indian Indian. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Lean on me. That's lean it. On lean on me. Lean on me. Not the, the principal. Lean on me. Principal. Don't mess with. Hey, don't mess with Rama. He knows. Big yeah. Joe Bat. That's right. They used to call me. They used to call me Crazy Joe. Now Crazy they can Joe. call me Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. That kid that we woke up here with the spunk. He reminds me. <laughs> he reminds me of the fat kid on Lean on Me. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we're gonna catch hell for this. I one. don't care. Yeah. We. That he reminds me of the, the fat kid from Lean on Me that he takes up to the roof and he's like, hey. You want to kill yourself? Jump off right here. Yeah. He looked just like that kid. And he looked like he was on the roof being hung off the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it looked like. All right. Changed his life with that, though, right? Yeah. He got, oh, from the positive. Right? Yeah, One thing life. about, listen, if you're going to learn anything today, you're going to learn how what it means to be positive because mm -hmm. Mr. Rama is one of the most yep. positive dudes I've ever seen. Solution-based. Solution based. Absolutely. All about solution. All right, so let's clear it up, dude. So what are we calling you? Well, um, first of all, I want to say there's nothing wrong with alkaline water. It's really good for you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I have an alkaline water machine in my house, and I've been drinking it for 12, 13 years. And that's really. why you look so young. <laughs> Meditation, yoga, <laughs> alkaline water, all types of different things, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, right. Well, um, you know, before we move into it, in, in, in true indigenous style, um, I brought each one of you. What? Oh, what is yeah, this? What is this? It's just a... Uh, Thank you. Sean. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Sean, Sean can tie two of those together and make nunchucks. Yeah. <laughs> He's up on you. Yeah. We're going to have a nunchuck uh, show because he claims he's good. We know all about it. Yeah, yeah we're going to yeah, set yeah, it up. Yeah. episode. That's why I threw that out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is Santo Palo? This, is pa this here is Palo Santo. Palo Santo. From the Peruvian Amazon. This is yeah. great. And uh, that is mm. for, for, for you to bring back to your home. Right. right. Yeah. So that you could bless your home, bless any space. You could bless this space with it right yeah. now if you want. Yeah. <laughs> It'll clean up the air right away. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's, my, um, my wife is really up on this right here. Palo Santo is really beautiful. It's yeah. a really good cleansing um, for your home, for yourself, just mm -hmm. for ener energetic purpose. And, and it smells amazing. You know, yeah, it's yeah. really beautiful. Thank and it's you, a, brother. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a, yeah, thank you, man. You know, an indigenous... Um, in the indigenous ways, you know, you have you, you ever been you down show to, up to the show Peruvian, up with something? I have the Peruvian I, Amazon. Absolutely, I've, I have I've, too. I've actually lived in the jungle in solitude. Get the fuck out of here! No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are I, um, you uh, are you an uh, ayahuasca kind of guy? Oh, uh, yeah. I uh, I am uh, 
pro plant medicine. Yeah. And, Did you uh, see his eyes flicker when you said yeah. that, Sean? Yeah. You said ayahuasca, and he was like, "Ah, oh, do I say yes to that?" Or what a, did you have you taken ayahuasca? Oh yes, yes. It's not. It's not nothing that I need to hide. Um, ayahuasca is um, definitely a big part of my life, and um, and a lot of other people's lives that I know, including my wife, um, people in my family, different people, and um, um, it's a you know ayahuasca. Um, I guess maybe we could start there. Ayahuasca yeah. is um, for those of you who don't know, it is a vine. That grows in the jungle, in um, different jungles, you know, um, Central America, South America. Primarily, it's known to come from, you know, um, Ecuador, Peru, Brazil, and there's different types of ayahuasca. So, ayahuasca itself is a vine, and um, some of these vines can be, you know, hundreds and hundreds, if not a thousand years old. Wow. So, so, yeah, and so, so what happens is like um, ayahuasca itself, um, is not the only substance that you take. The shamans cook it, and they mix it with DMT. What's DMT? Well, DMT is a is a substance that is found in certain plants. You know, right now the craze in America is people are smoking DMT. <laughs> you know, you watch like the Joe Rogan podcast and different people, Mike Tyson. These people are all smoking Dude. DMT and they're talking heavily about it and the effects of it. If there's one person that. I don't know if they should be smoking DMT. It's Tyson, dude. He's already on one. Well, you know, you should you should see what it's done to him. What's it actually? Do? It's his consciousness is changing. He's starting to have a different look on life, and he's starting. It's not the same Tyson anymore, man. Really? Yeah, and it, and and I would say, you know, what is the effect of DMT? Well, so you know, let's the, the vine itself um, is. You can say that it's a spirit, right? The the it's actually ayahuasca is is it translates to the vine of the spirits in what language um that um i i'm not quite sure because there's so many indigenous languages attached to ayahuasca you know in brazil it's one thing and peru it's another thing like um i just was in ecuador last year in the amazon um and there they call the ayahuasca yahe so it has a completely right. different name and um but it's approached exactly the same the the shamans cook it and um and what's amazing about this is you've been to the amazon shumahan I have. You've walked through the Amazon and and you see how yes. I was gonna say I'm looking it up right now. It's Quechua. Quechua, yeah. Which is Incan, right? Yeah. So okay, it's, it's so a Peruvian. Peru. That Peru. makes sense. So ayahuasca is Quechuan, which is the Incan native language. Mm -hmm. All right, and keep then, going. So that's why like in Ecuador it's referred to as Yahe. In Brazil, yeah. I'm not exactly sure what it's called. I'm, maybe ayahuasca and Yahe. Uh over there they have different types of things. There's also like the Santo Daime Church. Which uh, serves ayahuasca. Santo Daima Church is present in America, in Washington, actually. Yeah. I believe. Uh, and that's a Brazilian um, Christian Catholic based organization, I would say. That are taking ayahuasca. I want to drink ayahuasca. Before we yeah. go too far, I wanted to say that the other night I went to dinner with Rama and he invited me to his house. Um, he was practicing um, a seven day, nine. Uh, a nine day, excuse me. Um, what do we call it? A spiritual quest that goes on for nine days, and or it's—I don't know if that's the right word. Well, uh, um, apart from the ayahuasca, because it's a whole different thing. Uh, yeah. The what I was practicing and invited you to—I um, was in the—I'm in presently in the practice right now of celebrating Navratri. Uh, Navratri is Nav uh, is the root word for. Nine. In mm -hmm. Spanish, you have nueve, mm -hmm. right? So nav, nueve. Mm -hmm. Ratri means night. 
So Navratri, nine nights. Yeah, it's it's Jewish, right? And it's when they celebrate when Moses crossed the desert and finally found the thing. Oh, isn't that what that is? No, that's something different. Oh, but, oh that's uh, Yom Kippur. But, no, but a lot of things, you know, but so <laughs> many things kidding. are so related. That was but a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> this, uh, this is, Navratri is nine days of celebrating the goddess. The goddess, the divine goddess. And um, particularly in the Vedic traditions, uh, I guess you would say Hinduism, right? I say Vedic or yogic, um, right. so whatever right. the, the title is, because it's just a name, right? We're, we're talking about ancient, ancient traditions. Um, the goddess is seen as, um, you know, you guys were talking earlier about the earth, you know, what's, what's outside of nature. Anything inside this atmosphere is earth. That's it, you right. know? Just like right. when you look over at the ocean, there's not, you don't see thousands of fish and sharks. You just see one ocean, and underneath there, there's all that stuff happening, right? Well. And so the goddess uh, in these traditions is everything that we see, hear, feel, touch. Everything is the goddess. Can I ask you a question? Because this occurs to me. Why is it gendered? You know, it's um, Like, why does it got to be a goddess? It's interesting. Well, in these uh, traditions and and the stuff that I study and teach, um, we have... um, a deity known as Shiva, yeah. Shiva, and his counterpart is Shakti, the goddess. So we have the god and the goddess. So truly, it's um, a balance. It's it's separated, but it's also a balance. So in this balance, they say that you know every man has masculine and feminine energies, and if you have too much masculine, yeah. then you need to get in touch with the feminine aspect of yourself. Because that creates balance. Let me check in with our masculine expert real quick. Steve, <laughs> is it possible to have too much masculine energy? I, don't, I haven't ran into that yet myself, <laughs> but I'm learning more each day. Wait, but before... Be, well, lucky has got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get too far on it, yeah, and we're yeah. going to get right back on that, because we we ended up splitting off of two different things. Yeah. Ayahuasca. Right. And, and now... Nova, Navi... Navratri. Navratri. And I, and I don't... And I want to go back to him. Well, but why did you bring it up? But, no, the reason I brought it up was that for one, there's a okay. For I want to be clear on this. For one, there's a lot of people that walk around in Los Angeles because yoga's cool, right? And they know this, and they know that, right? Downward dog, and they went here, and they some. First off, the the what you took me through the other night, the ritual, bro. I didn't even know I was with him. The things this guy was saying and lighting and just everything, bro. I, I was like, I was just blown away how in depthful this got. Okay. Hold now, on. What do you mean he took you through? He took so me you through did this, this ritual. Okay, wait, wait, okay. So you okay, let's everyone. And I watched him. Hold on. And he Hold on. Okay. I know there's some people in our, our, our fans are going to be like, Mr. Chumahan, let the motherfucker tell a story. Right. But I'm trying to set the scene here, God damn it. So if you're listening to this, Capper 17 or whatever your right, name right, is, right, right. right? I'm trying to set the scene. Maybe you're a genius, you know everything, but there's a lot of people that don't. I'm trying to get this straight. You don't understand. Look, let me put this together for everybody. I don't think everybody understands this. Okay, we've got Rama, right? He comes in, he's got a giant Indian elephant stylized thing on his shirt. He's got, 
you know, colorful ropes and fucking things on his wrist that mean something, obviously, and then giant beads and all this shit, and he comes in with the Palo Santo, and it's a whole scene. The guy's young, he's got innocent eyes, he's, you know, uh, he's from the West Side, clearly, but at the same time, you're right, you can kind of sense He's a worldly man. He's a worldly man, and he's he's a sensitive man. Yeah. Rama's a very sensitive man, right? Mm-hmm. And on the other side, you've got a guy, Steve, Mr. Dr. Luciano, and he's got, uh, his hat says Dope Kings, right? It's got mm-hmm. a giant in Old English, right? Mm-hmm. In case any fuckers want to get down and get pirate, we could do that for him. <laughs> Everything's black, tattoos, mountain of a man, fucking Lincoln Barber's black t-shirt on. Now, you got to understand, people, if you're listening to this, right? We're going to talk about balance. East right? meets West. Yeah, from the West side. Both guys are from the West. Absolutely. Okay, so I want to I wanna understand how you go over to Rama's and you're down in some deep fucking ritual. And you're, So wait a second. What, tell me how it starts. How does it start? Why are you even over there? He's invited me over and he's mentioned to me if I wanted to participate in in maybe one of these rituals we could do it maybe around my mother because i lost my mother recently okay much respect rest in peace mm-hmm. okay now what why and what's going through your mind as you're developing this relationship with this idea like what are you what's going for on for you to ask steve or what do you see in steve or is there what's what's your perception of, of how he ended up at my house yeah, and why, like, around his mom, or, like, what yeah. do you see? Why, why did you in- give him the invitation? Yeah. So, let's go back to the ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> so, the ayahuasca is the vine of the spirits. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say also, that for everything now. Also known as madrecita. Madrecita means... Little mother. Mother. So, why? Why is this vine called madrecita? Well, this vine contains feminine qualities. It's, it is the divine mother. It is the divine mother, and she teaches you. You consume the ayahuasca, and she teaches you. Now, I lost my mother on Christmas Day in 2007. On Christmas? Yeah, Christmas Day, the, the, the most beautiful day of the year for a lot of people, right? Very beautiful, peaceful. Where you get gifts. Well, you get gifts, yeah, beautiful gifts, right? And, and something and, was taken from you. And it, maybe, right? If if that's the way you choose to look at it, but right. maybe I was given a real deep gift that day, right? Maybe the biggest gift ever, because one thing that I learned that day when I was holding my mom's hand and she passed away was that I was holding my mom's hand. I saw her take her last breath. I saw her inhale. Right. Saw her exhale. Right. And then the body, le- the the spirit left the body. Right. Yeah. And in that moment, I received the biggest gift I'd ever received in my life. At that moment, I realized that my mother's entire existence on this planet was to show me how to die in grace. And so, you know, you, to me, that's a gift. That's a gift, and that's your eyes. That's even a get, beautiful you, gift. Your eyes even get teared up right now just talking about that. I actually don't tear too much about it because I have a deep understanding of who and where she is. Right, but I don't mean like teared up in a sense of sadness. I just mean an emotion, a feeling. Like you changed just a little. Did anyone else notice that? Absolutely, of course. 
there's a you know for me there's patterns in life there's yeah. a, and there's a and, and everything's about awareness you know so like uh when me and lucky were hanging out on the streets in the 90s there wasn't much awareness there, you know, but there was enough awareness to not get shot. <laughs> right. There was enough awareness to not be in the wrong place at the right time. And when to leave, hey, look at that. Let's go. Right. Uh, there was a different enough kind awareness of awareness to have clout all over town. Enough awareness to have clout, you know, for people to know who you are and things street. like that. They call that street awareness. Street knowledge, right? Yeah, exactly. You got street knowledge, using street knowledge. Shout out to the homies from USK using street knowledge crew. Um, so, you know, so, so there's 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 an awareness, right? And for me, um, my mother gave me an awareness that day in in her passing. She gave me this deep understanding about life. And and something I realized that day is that, you know, as I was on the streets, as I was going, you know, through these different names, you know, Sight, Sight Raw, Sight One Hundred. I had many Sight Rason, so you know, I had so many different names that people knew me as. Um, you know, I realized at that moment that. All those names were, it's just make-believe, and it's, they're all facades, right? Oh, yeah. They're all facades. They're all masks. You right. put on a different mask for a different person. Right. Hey, look, I'm the plumber today. Tomorrow, I'm the, the sandwich maker. You know? So, you, you know, they're different business cards. You know, you're handing out different business cards. And what right. I realized in that moment was that nobody on this planet knew who I was except this one person, and she just left the planet. Right. So, at that moment... This all just came to me, and I realized that nobody knew who I was, and it was very important for me to now spend the rest of my life trying to discover and discover who I truly was and bring that back out of me so that people could actually know who I was, so they could know who she knew. Hold on a second. But I think what I hear you confessing in this discussion right here is that you didn't know at that time maybe who you were. Well, as I was moving through things, I always thought I did know who I was. So like when I was on the streets yeah, and then hip-hop music came into my world, right? I thought hip-hop was the savior. So then I moved into hip-hop and then there I was. And then there came a time where I had to transcend hip-hop. So for me, it's about transcending. It's about not transforming, you know, not going from hip hop and then back to the streets, but going from something that's taking me out of the streets to something more positive, and then looking at that place, seeing what what here serves me, what doesn't, what can I take with me? Because I got to leave this place too, you know. It for me, it's about transcending. It's about continuously going to where you are not, and not transforming, which is returning back and forth, back and forth. So transform, <clears throat> transform, right? If we're to look at the word, also means. Right. To add on to what you're saying, it means to change. Correct. Right. You're changing. You're transforming. Forming. Correct. Transcending. Which right. That send is the same send that's in ascend or descend. Right. Which means to travel. Mm -hmm. So you're you're traveling across. You're going above and you're you're not caught up down in the little stuff. You're bridging over or you're becoming free or you're flying over certain limitations. That's yes. where we're at. Yes. So 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 I want to kind of try to bring it back, though. So what you were saying was so you had this experience with your mother who who taught you how to die with grace. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that why you invited Steve to the ritual? So shortly after my mother's passing, um, I was invited to drink ayahuasca by my father in law. My father-in-law invited me to drink ayahuasca. He said, I think you should come drink some ayahuasca with me. And 
at that moment in my life, I had already been hearing the name Ayahuasca for quite a while because of his involvement in it. Um, I had not known exactly what it was. And not too many people, I mean, now people are talking about it. You hear the name, you know, last right. few years, you right. know. Alchemist has an album about Ayahuasca. You know, there's different things. People are talking about Ayahuasca. It's a little more mainstream. There's YouTube videos. There's this. There's a lot of negative and bad press around it. Some good. There's there's uh, centers that are being built all over the world. There's a center in Costa Rica called Ritmia that's a little more of a, like, a, I would say, a corporate take on Ayahuasca. But nonetheless, it's providing Ayahuasca to people and it's, and it's and it's um you know um pioneering a new way for health and wellness so your father-in-law right why is he up on ayahuasca so my father-in-law was taking what he called nature walks he'd say hey you know so i'm gonna take off i'll be back you know he'd go to brazil he'd go to colombia he'd go here and we're like where's he what's he doing where's he at you know and you know for the untrained mind for the unaware mind you just you don't see you know but he was obviously, you know, on a deep spiritual quest, right. you know, and I'm deeply, deeply, truly blessed that he invited me to partake in my own spiritual quest. And I think that he saw the opening, um, saw because the maturity, because of my mother's passing. passing. And, 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 and it's a very healing thing for when people, pe if you lose someone. Were you distraught at that time? You know, I... I I think I was distraught before my mother passed. I'm telling you that when my mother passed away, I picked up a new awareness, a just different type of awareness where I decided that I wasn't going to do the things I was doing anymore. So ayahuasca, you know, I, I went to the Amazon jungle. With, and, with him? With yeah. your father-in-law? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, my okay, father-in-law right, right. went to the Amazon together. Don't rush through this now. So you go to where do you fly to? So we flew from L.A. to Miami, Miami to Lima, Lima to Pucallpa, which Pucalpa. is Pucalpa, which is a little town over the. You fly over the Andes and you land in the Amazon in Pucallpa. Beautiful Spanish, by the way. I know, I love <laughs> they it. Really in Pucallpa is Quechua. Uh, so in Pucallpa, right, uh, it's, it's like a town. There was like a, a million people in this town, not one vehicle. Not one vehicle, just tuk-tuks because it's it's so high up. Like you have to go across the Andes. It's like the most dangerous roads. Cars can't even like get up there. So you said tuk tuk, which I think is a reference to the the tuk tuks that you see like in Thailand or in whatever. The, uh, These are little China. three wheeled yes. little fucking auto rickshaws. Yeah, whatever. little rickshaws. They're all right. like graffitied and so, stuff. Okay, you know, now, with hold art. on a second. So you're with your father in law, who's your wife's father. Correct. Okay. And he's like, listen, we're going to do the ayahuasca. I think you're ready. And you're like, fuck, I I'm am ready. And now, do you guys talk about it on the plane at all? Or are you guys no. just, you just, what do you, that's a long, so you just, you don't say anything, you just chill, you do normal. You get the pukulpa, right? There's auto rickshaws everywhere, and you're still, like, kind of like, whatever, but he knows where he's going. Yeah. And he's leading you to it. Yeah. Okay. And you're just going with them out of faith. So, so yeah, so we're going together, and we're meeting someone there, who is uh, my master teacher. Who is that? His name is... Rudra, um, at that moment, in that time, he was known as Don Diego, a shaman. And um, my teacher um, had 500 acres in the Amazon jungle that he um, acquired. And on these 500 acres, he um, created this, this beautiful, beautiful space for people to come and heal. So... Um, the ayahuasca is a very healing plant. So, like, you know, unlike um, other things, um, 
mushrooms or you know different types of man-made drugs acid you know you have these you can have experiences nonetheless like with acid you can I, have an and experience I have had you know many so you have experiences but when you're with a shaman and you have a guided experience it's completely different so wait a second so do you take an auto rickshaw to this 500 acres no you take a you take a you you, you go down a road that takes you deeper into the Amazon and then you just hit this one road and you're on this dirt road forever and you see nothing and things start disappearing, less houses, less people. And mind you, you're already in a place that there's not much stuff happening and then things start disappearing and then you get to this one little town. It's on the edge of a river, straight Amazon, you know. There's, there's not any, you don't see any flowers anymore. It's just green, all right. green and, and rivers. Yeah. You get there and then there's like 10 canoes on the side of the river really like long canoes made out of single pieces of wood, you know, and you travel, then you travel by canoe. Right. You know, into the Amazon. Um, and you and get to this land. At this point in time, like what's going through your mind? Like, are you really like, wow, I am. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the canoe. I'm looking to the left. I'm looking to the right. I'm like, oh yes, this is the Amazon. It's not like, you know, it's not Disneyland Amazon, you know, it's not like you're in Florida in the Everglades. It's not like, you know, you're in the Amazon, man. There's anacondas, there's crocodiles, there's piranhas. It's the real deal. You know, the deeper you're going down this river on this canoe, you might look over to the side and there's no more people. There's no more houses, but you might see like some faces looking at you. And then you're like, <laughs> whoa, you know, because there's people living out there. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're watching you, you know, and you're coming into their land, into their territory, you know. And this is where, like, That's nature dope. is at its highest power, at right? At its highest. So there's a reason why I was drawn to drink ayahuasca there and why the Divine Mother brought me to her there. It was very clear to me when I arrived in my first ceremony that I didn't jump on the plane and take myself there. I was gifted this by divinity and I was brought there to have this experience. It's not something that everybody gets to do. Where does the canoe touch down? So the canoe touches down, you come across a couple of different rivers that intertwine and you know, all of a sudden, you know, wide rivers and then they go into narrow rivers and all of a sudden you land into this land, uh, my master's land, Sachavakai, and um, you get there and then you get off the canoes and you start hiking. You know, now you're now you're like really far away and you're hiking through and then we get to where um the the land is that that, that where we're gonna be living, you know, and um what's there is that there's one little thing made out of wood with the palapa roof. Um where you, you some, mean you mean like a platform with like some a platform, poles? yeah, exactly. So there's off the ground, in off case the there's ground flooding from the river. One story up. Exactly. Ladder that goes up and people you know, whoever, the workers who take care of the land, they, they live up there. Right. They cook downstairs, but they live upstairs. Right. And exactly. And it's up high because these rivers rise. Yeah. You know, I was in, in Ecuador last year, and, and I, I arrived into the Amazon, and the water level was at one level. The next day, I think it, it went up like nine feet. It was like really, really crazy. So anyways, yeah, so the water levels go up and down, and so we arrived to the land, and... Uh, you know, um, I was living in what is called the tambo, which is like, um, you know, it's a it's a platform. It's like a 10 by 10 platform that's tambo. raised off tambo. the ground about three feet, tambo. three feet off the ground. Um, and it's 10 by 10. There's no walls and there's a palapa roof. 
and you have nothing. You have, a, you know, five gallons of water, a hammock, a table, and a cup. And that's what you got, you know. It's like you probably can relate yeah, <laughs> showing up yeah, somewhere yeah, with, yeah, 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 <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve was in a tambo <laughs> down in San Diego. Steve was in El Tambo. He was, he was, in, the, he was in a tambo over in uh, San Quentin or yeah, wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but these tambos, you know, you, you, you live on this tambo and you don't leave the tambo. Like you literally, and you're in, and you're in solitude. You're just in solitude in your own tambo and you're in solitude. And so, um, yeah, so I got to experience living um, for several, several weeks in the jungle, in solitude, by myself, with no people, also with no um, outside interaction. So, for instance, you know, I, I didn't have a book with me. I didn't have anything that would give me input. Only things that I had with me was anything that you can output through. Right. So what's going through your mind? So you, you come to the land. Now, when you met your master, did you meet him right then and there or did they take you to the tombow first? I had met my master here in Los Angeles before I went to the Amazon. And when you met him, did you feel anything like, oh, this is definitely my teacher? Absolutely. Immediately? Immediately. Where did you meet him here in Los Angeles? Well, um, nearby. <laughs> nearby. Here in L.A., um, he, he's not from L.A., but he came here um, for a ceremony. And we had a ceremony here in Los Angeles, and I drank the ayahuasca here. Before you went there? Yeah. The okay. ayahuasca, when I drank it here, that's when I saw that I was going to be in the jungle soon. Wait a second. See, this is why you guys, this is why we got to do all this, because we went through this whole journey. We went down there, we went in there, and Badambo, and then all of a sudden we find out he drank the ayahuasca here in L.A. <laughs> For the first time. For the first time. Okay. Let's just cut the shit, Rama. How does you take the ayahuasca here? Like, how does it come? So first of all, before we go there. <laughs> so, Madrecita. Ayahuasca is known as Madrecita, right? Yeah. So I, I, since I've been drinking ayahuasca, I've been guided towards people who have lost their mothers. It's very interesting. Tons of people. Hold on a second. Let's stop right there. One second. One second. Let's test this fucking thing out. Rama, you just said something that was very magical, or it could be bullshit. Could be magical, could be bullshit. Steve, have you lost your mother? Yes, I have. Sean, in some kind of way, have you lost your mother? Yes, you have. This guy never knows how to answer <laughs> anything. Mm -hmm. His mother gave him up when he was about how old? 15. And she really wasn't present in his life, really, right? She was present. She was just occupied. Unavailable. Not present. And my mom gave me up to my dad when I was 18 months old. And she never sent me birthday cards, nothing. So, mm. And she has died. But, I mean, she died really long before she died. So, I'm here to say it's true. Man, we got to straighten this kid up. I yeah, don't get yeah, it. It yeah, doesn't make yeah. sense. Of course, your mom wasn't really there. You just <laughs> got done telling us about how your mom, she was helping you with your son, and she's good, but she's not really in tune. In tune. Yeah. That's yeah. not having a mom, bro. I watched my <laughs> wife. My wife used to do cocaine and dance all night and didn't want kids. Now she's got a baby, <laughs> and she's sucking the baby off both nipples all the time, totally in tune with her baby. Right. Okay. Back to you. Thank you. So Sean, it's true. the street is Rodeo, and it's now Obama Street. 
And what's interesting about that to me is that uh, <laughs> rodeo in Baldwin Hills is spelled exactly the same way as rodeo in Beverly Hills, but it's called rodeo over there. Yeah, but rodeo the and rodeo. Wait, what's, what's the correct Spanish pronunciation? Rodeo. Exactly. <laughs> rodeo. Yeah, you wouldn't think that the Beverly Hills people would get it right, but they That's did. That's right, they did. They got it right. So uh, okay, so. Ayahuasca attracted people who've lost their mothers. It turned out to be true because everyone at this table has lost their mother in some kind of way. <laughs> now, so I've noticed, um, I've noticed the patterns that um, I've noticed. I've been, I've received deep healing through the medicine and um, comfort, mm -hmm. and I really, I really feel that. I really have real deep comfort, real, real deep comfort, and so. I feel that one of the things that I'm meant to do in life is to share that comfort with others and help them in some form, not, not help, help is the wrong word, serve, serve others, support, support and serve others in a way where if I feel that they need something so that they can connect with their mother, you don't need to go drink ayahuasca to connect with your mother. You know, you don't need to do that. A lot of people would disagree. Well, you, you know, you know, my, my teacher says, um, not everyone is for ayahuasca, but ayahuasca is for everyone. So, yeah. Mm. It, it, and, and so there's so many things that you can do to just connect with your mother. So it's really, it's a deep feeling. So, like, I also, you know. So was it served to you in a cup? Yeah. So Small is cup. it like a water? It's, it's, it's a liquid? Well, you know, you know, I mentioned the Brazilian Santo Daime, yeah. the church. Yeah. It's called the Santo Daime Church. They actually have a, a, their ayahuasca substance is served like in a cup about this big, I think, and it's, and it's very clear. Right. You have to consume more of it. Like a grande. Yes. <laughs> so the, the uh, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, the um, ayahuasca that I drink is more like a short cup. <laughs> like an espresso. <laughs> like an espresso. All right, good. Um, and, um, See, Rama's always classy. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm. even with the ayahuasca, right? Mm. It's like, he's not doing a big giant venti with a bunch of bullshit. He's going to take a little demi-cup, <laughs> a little espresso. Demi-cup. Right. Okay, so you take it in the little cup first time. Yeah. All right. What does it taste like? Well, it's interesting. It tastes like a lot of different stuff. You know, some people say it tastes like mud. What did it taste like to you? Um, it tasted like something that my body recognized, and it, it had like a... A flavor of, of it was very earthy, soily, cacaoish sort of, you know, cacaoish, yeah, like with cacao, like I you know, and so, um, and maybe there's a little bit of cacao added into it. It's a mm -hmm. long process. It's very, you know, I'm not sure how many hours. I think it's like four, four days of cooking the medicine. So it's a lot of stuff, and they they cook it. You know, they take they take this vine, they chop it up, they put it in this in this pot, and they mix it with um chacruna leaves where the dmt is is within the chacruna and um chacruna is just it's like a it's a leaf right and like I, that's what i was saying Chuman, you've been in the jungle and if you walk around the jungle everything looks exactly the same all the leaves look alike it's really hard to to dis if it's you're not it. yeah if you're not a trained person that, that understands these plants or anything you're just everything looks exactly the same and so there's millions and millions of things there and for like the, uh, the that's true i did a whole thing and i went down there and i cropped up a bunch of leaves and i boiled them up and i drank them got a rash all over turned out it was poison oak <laughs> <laughs> i 
All right. So, 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 right. Of course, you got to do it with a guide. Okay. So you take it. It tastes earthy, but your body kind of recognized it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Very. And then, like, so, so then. Are you chanting and singing, or what? What happens while you're waiting for the sh- for the, so for the ayahuasca in to the come on? So, the ceremonies that I participate in, there's um, um my teacher um, sings what is known as an ikaro. An ikaro is a traditional um, Quechua Peruvian chants. They're ancient Peruvian chants, and it, and it's and some of the chants have a mixture of some Spanish words in there, and these ikaros. If you just heard it, it would sound like, you know, just like some sort of chanting. But when you are drank ayahuasca, you can understand every word. Get out of here. It just, it just, it's, it's just pulling at your heart and you know exactly what it means. How mm. long, so like when you're chan- the, doing the Ikara and you're like doing it, how long until the ayahuasca sets in? Well, see, I actually don't do any of the chanting. We don't. The participants do not chant. the The shaman is the one chanting. Okay. He's the one. He's the conductor. This is a. You're going to a to to an orchestra. You're gonna go listen to an orchestra, and you're just gonna listen and be aware and hear and feel. And someone else is conducting. Wow. Right. And so you're there to, um, to heal. And for everybody, it's different. You know. So it's a very personal individual experience how many people are kind of like with you in the group or is it just you no 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 there's there in the groups that we were that i was participating in there was um at the maximum 18 people okay and you guys are like in a circle well we're all living in solitude separated throughout the jungle wait but the first time the first time you took it in la oh in los angeles yeah in 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 los angeles there might have been a few more than 18 people and we are just sitting in a circle in the jungle as well you come together but you you live in solitude and you come together for ceremony so in la though because i kind of want to also kind of explore like this first time like you're like you take it for the first time you understand the chance now what's going through your mind at the time when you first take it, like, are you like, okay, here we go? Like, what's going? What What is your experience? Well, you know, at that point Were in my you life, scared. Like, I'm gonna owe. Like, hopefully, I don't OD on it. Where you have like, because I always think of shit like that. Well, I've done you a know, lot of drugs. At, th- at that point <laughs> in my life, I had done serious amounts of drugs, all kinds of different things. You know. Sh- I would. I was taking mushrooms here at Santa like, Monica High. Am I gonna have a bad trip? Were yeah, you yeah, like, yeah. like concerned a little bit about nah, that inside? If, if nah, I was not. Okay. So you, you know? were you were a drug traveler to the point because I kind of got into some places like that where it's like, you know, what, I've done enough shit that uh, I know that no matter how you knew bad peyote it, wasn't gonna fuck you. It's up. not gonna kill me. Okay. If it's not gonna kill me, I'm probably gonna be okay. Yeah. And you know what? If you drink ayahuasca. There is a big chance that you will die. Spirit, you know the the old you dies, yeah. and then there's a new you that comes out yeah. of it. But in that process, <laughs> yes. but in that process, you literally feel like you're dying. You literally feel like you you, you, you have may, that same like you anxiety. May, you may be at a point where you're saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die right here. This this is what it's like." But there, but you're not scared, right? And but you're you're in the process of it in. And it's happening, and you're okay with it, and you're like, "Wow, you know." So, um, you know that that that's the process. But um, um, you know, you're not gonna die, dude. There's nothing funnier than listening to Rama tell the story about how, like, you know, sometimes when you take the ayahuasca, you feel like you're gonna die, 
right? And then look over and see Steve take a huge hit off the fucking vape, a giant <laughs> cloud come out, and he goes like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that, that totally excited him. He's like, yeah! All right, so, okay. The stuff that's happening that he's describing to me in detail, long hours. This guy spent two hours over a, a dinner table explaining to me what the difference is between acid and tripping and, and this medicine. Right. And what happens. Right. It's like, and I understand hey. when he says medicine. Hey. It's medicine. It's not yeah. a drug. Hey. No, 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 no. Hey. Absolutely not. Hey, right. are we going down that road? Bro, I, we may be going down that road, bro. Are we going down the road where it's like, well, wait a minute, this is medicine. Medicine. I am going down that road. We're like, cause, because cause Steve this dude and I, ain't going down there to go trip out, bro. Steve and I, we we don't drink. We don't fuck around. Right. Right? And there's some circles where they'd be like, eh, that's not on the list, buddy. No, But are bro. we going down that road? We may be. Are we going down that road? I think I am. Man, I hear you say that. I'm thinking maybe I am, too. Dude, this dude. This. Let me just say, before we get too far off track... And I want to say this now. I want to say this now. And I want to say this in a respectful manner to my friend. And Go ahead. I want to say it in also in a way that my partners understand this and the people listening understand. Let's do it. Yoga, and people think when I say yoga, downward dog, and it's a bunch of people bending and doing these exercises with sweat and all that. Don't understand what yoga is. And yoga is really trendy right now. And really cool. And people that wear beads on their neck and their wrist. And, and hey, I can help heal. And we can do this. And, and that, like, that's some real cool shit to say. Superficial bullshit. Some real superficial to say, especially on the West Side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a little bit of maybe if you were to meet some people and they're like, well, I'm kind of ordained and I've got this and I've learned this. And and you're like thinking to your head, well, this guy was at like, uh, you know, the uh, Krishna temple on Venice Boulevard. And he took a couple classes and they give him this thing. And a now certificate. He's a, he's a, and now he's he a, was in the certificate program. Right. dude. And so now <laughs> he is able to heal me of everything and take me. OK. And because there are people like that. I know the, there yeah. are. I punch him right in the face and throw him out of my room. OK, so. I go, I, Rama has told me, I mean, first off, this has been, he's been involved in this a long time. Right. And we get to his house, man, and his house is like a shrine where he lives. Okay? Like, okay, so, wait, wait. The, so whole, the whole house is, it is, I, I feel like I walked into India, okay? Right. Well, but, okay, hold on. But the thing is, it's not. Like, so you were saying that the certificate people, when you go to their house, is just a regular house. That's just yeah, some shit they, they got, got like a little shrine. Whatever. You go to Rama's house. Dude, bro, let me just say this. And there's like this. a dude with a sitar like, in the almost, corner. Almost, like, just bang, bang, bang. about. I mean, I walk in and instantly, I feel differently. Right. Like, there's, a, there's a feeling when you walk in. You know Sean's love. wife's in India right now. Yes, yes, we're going to talk about that. Because he saw pictures from our podcast and he's like, bro, I saw it and I go, Sean's wife is all up in the mix. Dude, yeah. What you going to get to? Radha Jahi. That's we her go new in. name. Right, okay? Yeah. We go in. Dude, this guy's whole entranceway is certificate after certificate after certificate of all these fucking certificates of yo, like all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, I knew that you had been involved in studying, but I didn't know that you were like, 
And I want to say disrespectful, bro, but I didn't know that you were like that, like legit, you know? <laughs> and I've got my owner of my sober living, who Joe, who's been to India a couple of times. And he's like, that dude's like a full on master, bro. That's like a teacher. Like that dude like knows more about yoga and meditation than anybody I've met. And that coming from Joe is massive, dude. Like this guy is the type of guy who's that Joe. Calls- he owns a sober living. That guy? Yeah. I mean, he, listen, no disrespect, but that guy doesn't look like he knows that much about he, yoga. He, he knows a lot about people that don't know about yoga. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? He knows about a freak and a fraud. And okay. when he speaks right. and he's like, dude, do you understand <laughs> that that guy's like a level 10, like the real deal? Like, I've been to India. I know like, this guy. Okay. I love so, that. So when, when Ram is telling me about like, uh, he, Ram is telling me about how like, his trips to India and how they go to like the uh, what is the thing with the kids? What do you call that? Um, it's an orphanage. The orphanages, yeah. and they pick up food and they give out and like and they bring instruments and like all this. Stuff. I'm like I'm like man, the work that this guy's doing. But then when I walk into the house, bro, right. and I see these certificates, I start to get an understanding of how this guy's devoted his life to this man. And then he takes me through this this whole. I can't, the words escaping me, but we go through this whole um, ritual. Ritual, and bro, my friend, my friend Miguel. Yeah, it's like this other person starts all these prayers and this language, and I'm like, and he's doing something like, what the? Wait a minute, dude! Like, how do you know all this stuff? And he looks over to me and he goes, I didn't just learn this. In this lifetime, I've been doing this for a long, long time for me to remember all this stuff. And I was like, man, I'm telling you, bro. It th- Let me just tell you something. Dude, your mind was blown. Let me explain something to you Have guys, you ever okay? seen Steve Let me like just this? explain something to you, okay? And we can talk about Eastern India, uh, Eastern philosophy and meditation and yoga. Or we can talk about going to prison. Or we can talk about law. Or we can talk about sound engineering. If you're a fucking fraud... Yeah, I'm gonna fucking know it, man. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I'll yeah. sniff that shit out, man. Yeah, I will sniff that shit out. Yeah, but if you're legit, yeah, and I know you're legit, I know you're legit, dude. I know it. Wait, wait, I wait, wait got let me understand inside. this. If you know he's you're legit, then you know you're legit. Then you know you're legit, and I know it. That's what I'm saying. I know it. I can sniff it out, bro. You know, I know a fucking fake and a fraud, bro. Damn it. Just like I know. Where were you during the presidential? Where were you during the presidential campaign, motherfucker? Just like I know (laughs) that when it comes to like, I know that you're a professor of law. You could go teach law in a university. That's how much you know about law. I know that my man knows about sound engineering. He does. I know that my man right here knows about all this, man. I love this. And 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 I was like, I was just like, it's really cool to say that you're that guy. You go get laid, you get in some places, people look at you differently. Right. But when you, you might be really able to go to James person, James Franco's acting classes. <laughs> but when you're really that guy, this guy was like, I don't know, bro. You just didn't talk about it a lot. Your example and what you showed me when I got there was like exp- self-explanatory. Wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen, listen. So you had the he had the credentials and he walked in and then the whole place. But what just I just what I'm trying to get, like two there's two things I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, okay? 
Well, number one, right, that, that was dramatic use of silence that I did. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to fill it up. That's what I've been told. Number one is, is you came to his house. You invited him. And now, based on what you guys talked about, I'm, a, I'm feeling that you invited him because you lost your mom mm -hmm. for some healing. Mm -hmm. And you're offering some support or whatever, right, from what you're doing. Right. And so that's uh, that's what the kind of that's the, the premises of where we're going. That's where it all came together. And you went there. Right. And Ram's not one to brag. He just doesn't. He, yeah. I right. 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 We've done. He's a great cinematographer. He's never once said like, oh, you better watch out. You, have you ever seen. My? He never. All did right. that. All right. So when you walk into his house. Right. Like you're seeing all the certificates down the one. Then you go in there, and there's a giant elephant over there. And then Rama sits down, and he starts going into the ritual. Well, he starts taking me and telling me and explaining some stuff first. The whole time we're together, yeah, he's sharing with me in-depthly about his experience and how all this came to be. So by the time I get to his pad, I'm like a little bit more primed. Right. And then we get there, and, and he's breaking some things down. He's showing me this means that, that's that. We're talking about meat and, and cows and this and all these things. Yeah. And then he, he goes, okay, so he's prepping this stuff with limes and these oils. And, this, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And he's like, have a vegan cookie. And I'm having a vegan cookie and some apple juice. And then we sit down, and like, I get out some beads that he gave me. Um, some very some. special beads. And he's like, and, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to sit wrong. What do I, am I supposed to get like, what do I, and I just figure, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm going to sit down in front and says, sit right here. And he starts with lighting. First off, he starts and he starts hitting this bell and this voice comes out of him and language. And I'm like, where'd my friend go? Shut the fuck up. So he's got a bell. Dude, Is it like it symbols? Starts ringing and bro, <laughs> listen, his street Sits on Overland Boulevard. Okay, yeah. This is a busy street, right? Like Westwood. Right. Got it. But as soon as this guy hits the bell, everything goes silent. You no longer hear any... Nothing, bro. The whole room goes silent. And he starts doing this, bro, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I get this calm on me. I don't even... Now I'm just hearing his voice. Then I hear... Then I feel something touch my head. He's putting like some ink on me. And... Dude, he's just like this voice comes over, bro. And it isn't my friend. It's like this other voice is coming over me. And like this whole feeling, I'm like, I'm telling you, man, I'm 52. I've been through some shit in my right, life, man. Dude, you told I'm me. in this place, man. And I'd never been there. And I'm telling you guys, when I left, by the time I left, not only was I so educated on so much, I was different when I walked out of his house, man. Different how? I just I just changed a little bit, man. Just the, just everything that he gave me that evening changed my view of things. Just changed my view of things. Like bro. how? I just I just became a little bit softer, I think. A little bit more caring, a little bit more aware, conscious by this experience at his house, man. Something happened in there, man. I don't know exactly how to put my finger on it. But like I told you today in Starbucks, I think I'm ready to stop eating meat. Oh. He mentioned some things to me, man. Holy and shit. That, man, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm looking about little cows and little calves and their little eyes. 
and they don't want to die. And these birds that they're all this shit is like that's just one piece of stuff. And let me tell you something. He gave me these beads that he washed in the Ganga, Gang- Ganga River, right? Yeah, the Ganges. Right, the Ganges. Right, the Ganges, the most the holy Ganges. river yeah. of India. Yes, uh, the mother. And this water is considered life, our mother. Right. And these beads he gave them to me, like how he brought these in just now. Yeah. He brought it to me one day after we got done filming something. He goes, I brought you this. He told me all about it before he pulled them out and gave yeah. them to me. And then he told me, okay, this is how you, you use them. And you can, you, can, you can use them whatever way you want, but this is the traditional way to do it. And ever since he gave them to me, every single morning, is it 108 or 109? 108. 108 beads. I do this mantra prayer. I've done it every morning since he gave me these things. I kiss these beads. I put them on in the morning time. And, it, and, and, it, and it, it makes me feel like I'm with my mother when I wear these beads. They represent my mom to me in a way. And that's kind of how this whole thing happened with right. the mom whole thing. And I was just open to it, man. And it's like, Jesus. just, dude, I'm telling you guys Jesus. that are listening, my boy Rama is legit. He don't brag about it. He is that guy. And he is teaching me so much and it's not by accident bro jesus None Christ. Is by accident rama dude rama listen li- dude where's our goddamn special effects and all that other <laughs> shit i'd like to push a button sound guy <laughs> this is a hard luck show exclusive because steve how many thousands of women have tried to make you just a little softer it's uh, probably a thousand Right, and Rama has accomplished this mm-hmm. right in one night, in one some, evening, in one evening, yeah. over the uh, over some of the best Indian food. Mrs. Ever. Headphones, let me tell you something, Mrs. Headphones. If you're listening right now, earbuds, Mrs. Earbuds, yeah, you, right. If your man's hard and you're not able to break through, maybe it ain't him. Maybe it's your approach. Maybe it's maybe your you don't have enough yoga certificates. And you want to know something that's <laughs> interesting? Is that you know what, Rama? I tell you. And I said this to, because we talked, you know what, I don't know if you heard the show, but we talked about our first meeting and about the documentary. Yeah, we did. Early on. And he talks about like, I don't know this guy. You know him. I don't know him. And when it sounds like this, it sounds like he's maybe holding it hostage because he wants a better deal. And how that I was in the middle of it. And even before all this, before all this happened, bro, and I'm talking about how I knew you from back in the day when we were running around together. You were always 1,000% solid. You were always a good human being. That's how Steve presented it, too. When we had our, like, little misunderstanding that we had, which I did, I talked about it, and I was like, and then at the end, I apologized to Rama because I'm like, I didn't know you. I didn't know your whatever. So we when we did that. But, like, Steve, during that time, because I asked him, I'm like, what was it like to be in the middle of that? You knew me and you knew Rama, and we were kind of, like, trying to work this thing out, but you were stuck in the middle. And he was like, bro... I felt like Henry Kissinger, man. I was like going back and forth doing shuttle diplomacy. I knew Rama was a good guy. He's been my guy for a long time. I knew him. And I know you for a long time. And you're really, and I was just trying to figure out how could I get these two good dudes together. Da, 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 da. So that, that's exactly what it's, you said. It was, man. And it's uh, uh, because we can all. Uh, uh, but see, I know Chumahan's heart, bro. I know who Chumahan is. Okay. I know. What's really, really, really important deep down inside to him. And I know what's really important in the type of man he is. And these two guys are cut from a similar cloth. 
spiritually, their depths, who they are, man, the right and wrong. And it was frustrating to have not not only not only Chumahan, yeah, second guessing this guy, but but this guy saying, "What well, I know, Lucky, and he's got this guy close to him, but he's playing hardball, like you know, like." <laughs> and I'm seeing that it's like these two guys can't see it, right? You know what I'm saying? But I know who they are, and I'm like, if I could just get these dudes on the same page, it'd all be good, right? It was frustrating. Yeah, but yeah. you know, there there was, and I won't mention what it is, but there was another factor that set that stage that Absolutely. way. Absolutely, it wasn't, Absolutely. It wasn't Absolutely. that me and Chumahan walked uh-uh. into a no, room. No, no, I was like, there, no. I don't like this guy. I don't <laughs> no. like this no, no, guy. No, no, no. You're you're 100 percent right. There, there was, was another element which there was a whole element prudence. that misguided both of our views right. on each other. So we weren't right. able to really recognize each right. other. Right. You know, and, and no. I and I just want to also acknowledge you and applaud you for um not not that an apology was necessary, that uh, not at all necessary, right. but but it just showed me the type of man you were when you came up and and and, and had that conversation Absolutely. with me and face to face. I mean we hadn't really seen each other and, and then you came and face to face you 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 know you 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 showed me your heart, bro. Yeah. And that and that right there to me was um deep because that that's what it's about. And that and at that moment, I saw what Lucky always sees. Right. You know? I was like, okay, now I see it. This guy, this guy's got a huge heart. It takes, man. You say you ain't got no balls. You got balls. Because <laughs> it takes a lot to be able to walk up to another man and admit or or just you know. Say what you said, you know, whatever that was. You know what? You know? Because the thing is, is, is you're, you, you, I could see by the way, dude, I could see by the, the now this is going to start sounding like a jerk off session. So we're going <laughs> to, I don't want it to fucking, <laughs> but the way you set up the cameras and the way you were, right? Like you did it all yourself, very professional. You set it all up. There wasn't a bunch of, like, you didn't, sh- there was some lackeys walking around, right? Some fucking, you know, some fucking fat heads walking around doing nothing. You didn't snap them in the head and be like, hey, what are you doing? Pick up that crate. Bring it over here. I'm the fucking director of photography. Like, what the fuck's going on here? You didn't do any of that. You got right to the job, and I respect that. Mm. Like, I respect that. I don't even respect humility as much as I respect somebody that's like, what needs to get accomplished? Let's just do it. That is fucking, that's diamond status. Yep. Right? Agreed. And, you're, and, I, and I also know that in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, in a relationship as you're building and seeing this value and all this other stuff, I also know that it, it, is a, it is important to be real. And that was real. The real thing was, hey, there was a miscommunication. Yes. And I want you to know that I know I'm not too big a dude to be, dude. If I'm wrong, right? If I'm wrong, or if I'm coming a little bit, I I work very hard to make it right to get the get the things that we need done done. Yeah. Right. The bigger picture, and that's and that that right there, bro. That is the true essence and the true meaning of yoga. Not downward dog. That right there. Right recognizing bringing people together working it out seeing how we can all come together and be one how can we how can we come together how can we see past our differences how can we come together how can we work as one how can we reach more people how can we change the world that's yoga that's and also yoga nurturing relationships like nurturing it Yes. Like saying to another man or another woman or another adult to say like, hey, you're valuable. Yes. Dude, and this I reckon- is big boy shit. You're on a hard luck show right now. And I hope everybody's fucking listening, man. 
I hope everybody's listening to what these guys are talking about because that's you want to talk about some man shit. That's man shit. What we're talking about right now. Right. And so my my thing is so 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 now, right? The question I have, right? Another question that I have. So this is good. So now I understand. So Steve came over there. There's a healing that needs to happen that you've had or you're still under whatever, however you put it. Steve has some healing to do. Obviously, we all do. And then, so you're, you're bringing them there and it's going down. Now, the other question I have is ayahuasca's quechua, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, for people who don't fully understand, okay? When you look at the Incans, when you think about Machu Picchu, okay? Don't get confused with Aztec, you fucking, you know, macaroon. Get it straight. There's Aztec, there's Mayan, there's Incan. Mm-hmm. They're not all the same, motherfucker. All right. The Incans spoke Quechua, mm-hmm. right? Quechua is the native language. Machu Picchu. So ayahuasca is that, mm-hmm. right? That's their version of it. How does that? So I get why you that you were Latino, I'm assuming, right? Torres, you're a Latino, you're saying so I kind of get like how you get down to that. But like how is ayahuasca related to your Hindu or your Eastern Indian philosophy? How'd that meet? Well, um, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, I'm Latino or whatever, you know, whatever right. that word. People have a problem with Hispanic, Latino, whatever it is. So whatever the word is, Torres is actually Spanish. Right. So it's Spanish as in Spain, Spanish. It's a name that comes from Spain. Right. right but that's Latino. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So but it's Latino really, has Spanish blood in it. Absolutely. It's Spanish. They wouldn't be it went all over Spanish. The, they went all over the world and did all Philippines. Right. You know, exactly. there's Torres in the Philippines. Exactly. And, and actually, when you get to Lima, it's very interesting because you get to Lima. When I first got to Lima and I got Lima, off the plane. Peru, Lima, Peru. Lima, Peru. who don't know. I got off the plane and I was like, you know, I, I thought I was in the wrong country for a second because there was tons of Asian people. Right. Everywhere. Yes. And I was like, what in the world? Yes. And I, I, and I had never, I'd never been there. So... You know, the, there, here's, here comes the experience. And, you know, I come to find out that, you know, which happens all the time, you know, when there's wars, people migrate to different places. Absolutely. You know? So you have a lot of Germans in South America, Argentina particularly, yeah. after the Holocaust. Hitler, Hitler's still alive down in That's Argentina right now. That's what they right say now. that he's yeah. in Argentina. So, yep. you know, uh, it turns out that in Peru, uh, there was a lot of Koreans and Japanese yes. people that, that immigrated there and that just made their home there. So it's inter- it's a very interesting, eclectic it's absolutely beautiful there. You know, there's like, it's a city on the beach, right. you know, on the coast. Very right. very similar to Santa Monica Bluffs, actually. Yep. You know, and, yes. and you're walking around. And what's cool is like, there's like very big European um, influence. And then there's Asian influence. And yep. then there's the indigenous influence. So like, you're walking down the street and there's like a some place where they're roasting chickens. And you turn the corner and there's a pyramid in the street. Like there's a pyramid with an excavation happening. There's a giant hole and there's skeletons in there and there's and there's like a rope around it. Yep. And there's like, you know, it's not like it's like La Brea tar pits where it's like you can't get in. It's, it's just happening and you're just like, whoa, this is unbelievable. You know, so yeah. it's, it's a whole different world. And, um, and so like, it, you know, with Lucky, for instance, it, it wasn't my intention to teach Lucky anything. You know, from, from my my um, my intention was to share my practice with Lucky. So what Lucky experience was something that, that's dear to me. It's rituals that I practice for myself. Right. And he just happened to be sitting in on it. And anything that emulates from it, you know, it, he wants to receive it and he's open to it. You have to be open, right? Right. And if you come in close, you're not going to walk out with anything. 
So huh. it's also, you know, Steve can say that he came and, and that it changed him, but he, he came in the door with an open heart. And, and that's, he what, ready. that's what created the change. It had nothing to do with me. All I did was me and Lucky had a conversation. I know that, you know, his mother passed away. And a few weeks ago, he had the tomb unveiling. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry if I... Mm -hmm. yeah. The tomb unveiling. And I, 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 I realized that's a very... Must be a very, very special day for him. Right. For his family and for everybody. <clears throat> and, you know, based around his mother. And so... A few days later, we were talking, and somehow we started talking about mothers again or something. And I said, you know, um, I happen to be in the middle of a practice right now called Navratri, where we honor the goddess, right? So the supreme, like the mother. supreme goddess. So right, the mother. The the you know Virgen de Guadalupe in Mexico, that's the supreme mother. You go to India, uh, it's you know Lakshmi, Saraswati, Durga, Ma, Kali, um, just different goddesses, right? But they're all the same goddess. Right. These are just aspects. Of the personality, right? Like, 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 like blind people touching an elephant. The same elephant, but they're touching different pieces the of tail, it. And describing the this, the that, and, the, and yeah, everybody's talking about this and this, but it's one elephant, right? Right? But it's everybody's experience. The you blind got that, man, Sean, it's one elephant. The blind man has one experience. The deaf man has another one, and they're like, no, no, this is the elephant. But to the guy who has his hearing, sight, and everything, he's like, man, this is one elephant there. Right. You guys are touching the same thing. So, yeah, we, you know, the divine mother is is present in many. Um, religions and cultures across the world always referred to as something different but it's it's definitely the same mother and i i am um from my own experience you know i know that when my mother passed uh she merged into this so at this moment to me there's no difference between my mother and the divine goddess it's the same yeah but you know what man let me tell you something dude let's First of all, Sean, can you attest to this? I mean, did anyone, we didn't had no idea what we were going to talk to Rama about, right? Like, we didn't really uh -huh. say like, oh, this is going to be about mothers, right? We didn't no. really, none of that came up, right? Like, uh, hmm. this is fascinating to me because. After a, a show we just put up that was all about dads. That's true. Sins of the Fathers. Ah. Great show. That's and anybody wants to know about uh, Sean's CIA history, go to that <laughs> show. Okay, nunchucks and CIA. Where's nunchucks. Yeah, none. <laughs> that was great. That was so yeah. good. It's Got kicked out of the district. There's a fucking bad boy down there at the end. Like a criminal. Criminal. So, so you know, just but, to but what finish I'm it off. Say, wait, wait. Yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say is this. So I wanted to bring this to the thing to say that. Like what what you're listening to right now is a legit conversation that we had no idea we we're gonna get go into this, and you're talking about. So let me ask you this, Roman, because you know I grew up without a mom. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I grew up 18 months old without a my actual mother, Shelly, Shelly Cleveland Hill. So. And I just grew up with my dad, so it's like my real dad, and no like stepmom until I was like 15, right? And for the most part, it was a male, I mean, male-centered household. Bravery tests, pain, fights. My dad used to let older Indian kids beat me up to toughen me up, right? So... When I hear you talk about the mother thing and like the earth as a mother, this is why I got to the question of like gendered it. Like, why is it gendered? Because there's a part of me that says, okay, look, maybe you do need to heal with your mother, right? Like maybe that's a part of it. And lately though, now that I have a daughter, 
right? She's mm. nine weeks old, right? Okay? Yeah. And so Congra- Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And you live in a household of women. Right. Mother-in-law, wife, daughter, right? Blessed. I have all this feminine Blessed. energy Blessed. around yep, me, yep, right? yep. And now that I'm in this spot. Wait a minute. Sean, it is a trip, though, right? That he grew up with the dad in, like, this whole masculine thing. Yeah. And now he's so, like submersed and you receive it bro and you're like i don't know if you see what we see but you're like so open to it and all about it it's like you need this bro you need all these women in your life is it a hard adjustment for you to feel all that seems like he runs towards it listen i'm gonna tell you straight up i almost think the lack of it and the super masculine injection Mm -hmm. prepared me to balance these three women out because they live without a man for a long time. Right. Right? So then You had to be super dude. <laughs> so you're enough for all three. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's true. And listen to me. It's absolutely fucking true because when I came into their life, right? Let's just let's listen. They had no dude. They had no dude. There was no dude. Her her my wife's father, no disrespect, but he just wasn't in the picture. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, so when I showed up, they had run with this feminine thing as far as you can run with it. Everyone was cold, right? <laughs> Everyone had to wear sweaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everything had to be this. We were, everyone's wearing slippers, <laughs> right? Chumahan, don't take your <laughs> So now I show up, right? Hot. Dude, I come in. Always hot. Yeah. Right? Now they got the air conditioning on and they've accepted. <laughs> I swear to God, this is true. They've accepted. The baby was always bundled up. Right? Dude. Let the baby breathe. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I said. The baby was getting what they call ronchitas, which is like a little bit of a rash, right? And I'm like, that's a heat rash because you guys are bundling this fucking kid up. <laughs> the heat rash. I told him, I go, listen, you're acting like we live in a fucking Antarctic. God it's damn. like it's we live in Los Angeles and it's August. The baby's not cold. Yeah. Does Eskimos have babies? They don't <laughs> die. So my point is, it's like, so I've been thinking about this, man, and I'm like, you know, is it necessary for me to heal with my mother? Cause I, I think, dude, oh god. Are we going to get in this? So I went to a leadership um, thing, right? Like I went to this leadership thing. I didn't believe and I was like, fuck it. I only did it for a client that was rich. Mm. Let's be real. <laughs> I, I'm a lawyer and this client was fucking filthy fucking. Her parents' pockets are fat. She's fat. She, this person is, she, we're going to have her on the show. Yes. She's so rich that she drives a BMW, leaves the keys in it with the car door open and running. So that she could run into the super, into the fucking store and do scratchers at the store because she's a gambling addict, right? All right. And she comes out and the car's gone. Like, that's how rich she is. She doesn't think of locking up the car. Blah, 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 blah. Someone, some idiot just walked in and saw a running Mercedes with keys in it Got and in just it. Yeah. And she, she wanted the lottery because she's already rich. Anyway, that's a whole different story. So I go to this leadership thing, right? And at the end of this, so I do it. But but in the middle of it, I'm like, this shit's real. <laughs> the first thing, I challenged them with a bunch of shit, and they honestly answered it. And I was like, okay, fine, fuck it. Because the lady was like, what's wrong with believing in something? And I raised my hand, and I'm like, listen, the Nazis believed in a lot of shit. They didn't work out so good. <laughs> right. But they didn't run away. Freaked everyone out that I'd said that, but they right. didn't. 
So I went at the very end of it is a, an exercise where you're going to leave your oldest wound, like the craziest wound, who you're really upset at. Right. And I and everyone's doing it and they're going and they're doing it. And I'm waiting to the very end. And just, I'm like, listen, because I already went into this thing thinking like, what are they going to teach me? Now I'm open and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. So I'm waiting, 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 waiting. Finally gets down to me. Right. And it, was a, and it was a woman thing. It was a woman thing that I was upset about. Obviously to my to my starting with my mom my mother but going to all the superficial women when i was fat that wouldn't date me to all i mean everything mm -hmm. like you complain on my shoulder about how guys judge you yet you don't open the door for me uh, da, 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 the whole thing you want no responsibility but you want i laid it out so hard dude i let it all go mm -hmm. and i'm telling you it wasn't like untrue I wasn't saying stuff like, oh, you know, women don't have any self-control over their bodies or they're all dirty or they're all clean. I wasn't saying that. I was saying you want power, but at the same time, you don't want the responsibility that comes with the power, which means you get judged sometimes, which means you have to answer. You can't blame somebody else. Da -da 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 -da. I went through this whole thing. That was what the whole thing was about to the point where the women in the thing, I could feel them staring at me. Right, because I was revealing everything that I really thought. I wasn't holding it in because I thought maybe there might be a chance that we. No, I was letting it all go. Right, and it was a deep, deep, deep wound, drama, mm -hmm. like scorched earth fucking wound. Super, so deep that I've that I've accepted I'm gonna live with it. Mm -hmm. Right, like that's what's gonna be, and to the point though where I'm like, I'm gonna be the man for my wife. I'm going to be a man for my daughter. And I totally to my daughter thought, you know what? I am going to raise you as an adult. I'm not going to worry too much about what it is to be a woman and what it is to be a man. But what I am going to raise you to be is a person who can take responsibility for the mind, the heart. Like, we're going to do this thing, right? Like, we're going to do it. And so having said all that, and the fact that you went to Steve and said there's going to be some healing around mothers and all this other stuff. What is your take? And I know you're just hearing for the first time, so I'm not going to hold it in. Just, what's your take on all that, what I just said? Well, I find it really interesting that you didn't have a boy. For sure. I find it extremely interesting that you're in a household full of women. I also find it extremely interesting that you showed up somewhere where you didn't really want to go and something else brought you there that had nothing to do with mothers, women, divinity. You went there for money, something related right. to money and law and some, <laughs> you know, some bullshit, right? right? Totally. <laughs> okay, so, you know, surprise, surprise, right? Mm. Here's the open forum, Chumahan. Didn't expect this today, and then there you were, right? Letting it all out. Right. And I, I bet just letting it all out to some women was very healing in itself. You know, it's like I've been, you know, yes, because they represented the whole of all women and possibly your mother to you. Like, you know, you let them have it. And I, I mean, that's as far as you told me, but I imagine that these women may have uh, allowed you to do that and received what you said and maybe hit you back with some love. I'm not sure. So, so, so some of them, right? took the standard procedure which is like well this is just a guy that's criticizing women right which it's like you're not allowed to do that because we've already had and i'm not saying men haven't been bastards they have but that doesn't mean that there isn't some truth to what my experience was. absolutely you're a definitely a, a true authentic experience and we and we're all living from our own experience right. so no two experiences are alike right and um 
and everything you felt, everything you thought was absolutely valid. There was no, un- it's not not valid whether they whether this lady thinks so and this lady doesn't. Right. What you spoke, what you said was absolutely valid because it was true to you and it was valid and it's where you were at and that's where your state of consciousness was at that moment. And you know, one of the uh, the women that were there, a couple women actually came to me and said. I heard what you said, and I don't want to be that kind of woman. That's amazing. They so then, that so then you're there for each other, right? So, to me, this is a, a deep story of, of balance. Uh, you know, a man who comes in a certain way, women who are there a certain uh. way, and then by the end of the whole thing, there's a little more balance. You know, maybe these, maybe, maybe you weren't speaking to the woman who didn't want to hear it. Maybe there, she wasn't the one that needed to hear it because right. she's all right. She's already there. But maybe these other two women, they weren't, and then they, they came up to you, you know? And and maybe they have some a man in their life that's kind of like you. And maybe they're going to go back home and say, you know, I've been treating my, my husband or my boyfriend um, incorrectly, and I don't know that that's the case. You know, I'm not, right. I'm not siding with anybody, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but I'm just kind of speaking from your experience that, you know, they, maybe um, you received as much healing as you gave as well, you know? And, and that's balance. That's yoga. This is yoga. This is authentic yoga as well. It's, again, speaking your truth. Because why not speak your truth? This is how you feel. Speak your truth. And if somebody there can understand your truth and has been there and has an experience, that person may speak up and and help you raise your consciousness to where they're at. Hey, everything you're saying is true. But check this out. And then they can help you, right? Because what you're saying is true. It's valid. What we all think is valid and it's true. It's not. We're all going through our own experience. And it's important that we use our voice to share because through communication, we heal. Right. If we just stay quiet and we stay in the closet and right. we keep those thoughts to yeah. ourselves. Jumahan, if you would not have expressed yourself that day, you'd feel the same way right now. You wouldn't have any type of... I, I wouldn't be ready. I don't think... I wouldn't be in a place to approach raising a daughter in the in the manner that like in a manner that is about empowering her to be the strongest person that she could be absolutely and and, and you know what your daughter's going to need a strong father yes in her life absolutely you know, as well as a strong mother and and that's a balance she needs what we refer to in the beginning as i refer to as shiva shakti this balance of the masculine and the feminine in her life. And, you know, Sometimes, to me, Chumahan, it seems as though, you know, your, your childhood with your mother was a certain way and, and, and you've, um, you, you're, you know, you've become a certain person because of it. Um, and then you went out and, and, and received some healing from it, gave a little bit of healing. But I, I, I can't help to look at the fact that there's such an amazing opportunity for you know your mother's dna is is in your daughter yes yeah and um i truly believe that a lot of uh the process of life that we have here as humans is to constantly create awareness in our own life and to pass that awareness on to our children let me tell you one better my friend my good friend rama uh so the this is so crazy last week i was like i wanted to study epi epi epigenetics because i understood dna you brought up dna i understood dna right so i'm like okay i get dna but it seems not totally correct because it's just these are your instructions for your body and fucking 
So I was like, what controls the DNA? Epigenetics. What's epi? Epi means above or beyond, right? So there's epigenetics. So basically, your body, your body, your body. We all have chemicals in our body that suppress or block certain pieces of your genetics. And there's another protein, I think it's called histone, that does the volume on certain parts of your genetics, mm. right? So there's a block and a volume. Mm. They know now, they don't know exactly how it works, but they know now that the blocking of the expression of the genes and the turning up the volume on certain, they say things on like, for instance, shoulders, yours got turned up real high, Steve. The, your, it, some of it is affected by behavior. Some of it is affected. Some of it comes from your birth. Some of it comes from environment like, oh, I was exposed to Chernobyl fucking water. <laughs> and then the other part of it is behavior. What do you do? What's your habit? What's your routine, right? So that is in present time. So it suppresses certain parts of your genes, lets other genes come out. Now, they used to think when you had kids, going back to what Rama talked about, my mom's DNA, when you had kids, when the sperm and the egg came together, the histone, all the little controls got ripped off and you got started with a fresh, clean slate. Mm. They now know that a certain amount of them don't get pushed off. The histones come along. The histones come along, and this is why some of the behaviors and or some real specific genetic things show themselves up between parents and, and kids. kids. So if you don't break the cycle... Mm. Not only do they already have it, but you're reinforcing that chemical expression during the real time that mm. they're being raised. And they can go on to two generations they know. That's got, And that's what me and you were talking about at the table when we were Breaking talking about karma and stuff, right? Lineage, karma, and you have an opportunity to um, change the dharmic path of your lineage. You know, the karmic and dharmic my path my of your lineage. My grandmother on that side, Margie, died on a bar stool. Mm. Yeah. My, my mom's mom slipped off a barstool, hit her head, died. You know, and another interesting thing about life is that, you know, we hold our parents accountable for things that it's, it's interesting because, you know, oh, my dad, this, oh, my mom, this. And then we begin to hold these people who are also on the path. Right. Accountable for things that they obviously weren't aware of and their awareness wasn't at a certain level and their awareness was somewhere. And so like, oh, my dad should have done this. My mom should have done that. When the truth is that. The mom, the dad, the brother, the sister, they're just people also on the same mission. They're also waking up and trying to live their life and they're trying to get through the day. And so, you know, we have the title of mom and dad, but at the same time, if we can have compassion, which is the highest form of love, mm -hmm. if we can tap into compassion. If we truly love somebody, you know, if we truly love somebody beyond physical, physical love, beyond like, you know, let me give this guy a hug, Compassion is the highest form of love. And when we can have compassion for someone else, like our mother who wasn't there for us in the way that she wasn't and couldn't be because maybe she just didn't know how. If we can have compassion for that, we can begin right then and there to break that lineage, to, to break that chain and to begin to harness something new, get a new energy and move into that alignment of positive and negative, bring that all together, bring that Shiva, the Shakti, the masculine, the feminine, bring it together in one and line it up. You have the opportunity to line it up for your daughter so that she could be better than your mother was, 
right? right? So that she could continue on the work of your mother. So that when she has children, she could say, this is what my daddy taught me. And this is what my mommy taught me. So that, so seven generations later, as you know, seven generations later, you know, this world can be a much better, more beautiful place, you know? Um, you know, I, I know we're going to be short on time and it was a shame we didn't get to talk too much about you know, oh, we're in, gonna get indigenous to talk about stuff. More. We're gonna get. You're gonna yeah. come back. Listen, bro. I really it's, wanted it's, to talk about you know one of my films, Woman of the White Buffalo, that yes. has White a lot Buffalo. to do with yes. uh, everything. And in your intro uh, today had to do a lot with uh, the indigenous people of America, and um, I respectfully I, I refer to them as indigenous, not Indian. You can call yourself an Indian, right? I refer. I prefer not to. Um, I prefer to say indigenous, just right. out of respect. Listen, Latinos are part indigenous, Absolutely, bro. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, ain't brown because you're out of town. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and so, uh, um, I, I know I myself am indigenous. You, you know, are. I am, But when I refer to the um, quote-unquote Native Americans, yeah, yeah. I refer to them as the indigenous people What's of America. What's the name of the film? The, the name of the film is Women of the White Buffalo, uh, directed by Deborah Anderson. Um, we shot that film on the Pine Ridge Reservation last year. Uh, we spent um, two months living with the Lakota Nation. Yeah, um, Dude, and, we could uh, do like a full show just on that. Where can the, where yeah. can people go and see that? So you you'll love this. Let me just get my information here because this just came up yesterday. Uh, my dear sister Deborah Anderson, who is a director, she posted on her Facebook page. By the way, if you want more information about these films or about myself, you can um, find me on Facebook, Miguel Rama Torres. Um, if it's capped out, you can find me on Instagram, Rama R A M A dot one zero zero eight rama dot one thousand eight or you can go to my website ramatorres.com um and all my stuff is going on there you know the film stuff i'll be um talking uh, um on on facebook and on instagram i'll be doing posts we do have the film um coming up There'll, there's going to be a showing and chumahan you may know let me find it here um here we go so we have um red Nation International Film Festival. Nice. And, um, you know, we're really excited that our feature documentary film has been selected to be premiered at the 24th Red Nation International Film Festival nice. in Los Angeles. Uh, the Los date, Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, the date, I believe, right now is um, the red carpet event will be on November 14th. If you want more information, go to Red Nation International Film Festival. Google it or find uh, on Facebook. Uh, and there'll be more information there. Uh, this film is a um, really beautiful piece, and uh, it covers a lot of the stuff you were talking about. Yeah. And, you know, um, I got to spend a lot of time with uh, some some beautiful, beautiful people, some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful elders. Um, i like to say uh, rest in peace to uh, Carol Ironrope Herrera, who was our, our dear elder who just passed away. She is in our film. She is um, one of the main characters in our film, and she, she recently passed about three weeks ago, so I, I send love to the Pine Ridge Reservation, the Lakota Nation, and all of uh, the relatives there. Um, Carol Ironrope, sorry, I get a little emotional. Um, such an amazing being. Um, she greeted us uh, with open arms. She greeted us with open arms as we arrived to the reservation, and uh, she took us in, allowed for us to have access to things we, we weren't supposed to have access to. You know, we were invited to powwows, and I fortunately was able and um, blessed enough to be on sacred Sundance grounds, and a lot of amazing things that you, you know, I marched, it happened yeah. to be there during the anniversary of Wounded Knee, and I got to march 
with the Lakota Nation to Wounded Knee. That's beautiful. It was um, amazing. And you said Sundance, just so people know. We ain't talking about the fucking no, Hollywood. Not portion. the film festival. Sundance yeah. is a, a very special ceremony. Yes. Right? Very sacred. Um, no, no, you know, um, no outsiders are allowed. I, I actually was not at the actual Sundance. Right. Um, just on the grounds. I was on the grounds, which was special enough for me to be there, to be driven in by a Lakota elder and, and, and shown on the ground, you know, been able to just stand there and just think about. The blood, literally the blood that's been shed there and, 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 and the sacrifices of, of the indigenous people and, and, and how they connect to their roots. And, um, you know, like, this is a whole other show, you yeah. know? Please yeah. bring me back. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so yeah. much yeah. we Medicine can talk about. Man. We can Medicine talk. man, cinematographer, God, philosopher. Dude. Just Shakti. The best, bro. Right. You're the uh, best. Unbelievable. Rama. You're the best. You Rama. come back anytime, bro. Any, just talented. We have to have him. Loving. We have to have him back. Yeah. And we'll have you back on, bro. I'm going to finish this conversation. We got like 8,000 different conversations to have. I would love that. And yeah, and if, uh, and, you know, and if, if anybody wants to come practice yoga and just get a feel for it and tap into it, um, yeah, visit visit my, my, my Facebook or my Instagram and I post my classes, you know, um, I do a, a, an array of things like like Lucky mentioned. You know, I I'm, I'm also doing music again. You can find my my new song uh, "Seer of the Field" is on my Vivo channel. Um, you can go to YouTube, type in "Seer of the Field" by Rama, produced by Javi Lopez. Uh, it's my new song. Um, you know, I, I sing, I teach yoga, um, I lead retreats with my beautiful beautiful wife Solana Prema. And um, we, we take people to India. If you're interested in coming to India with us, you want to go to the Himalayas, you want to come to Rishikesh, you want to dip in the Ganges River, you know, look me up and, and come with. Um, you know, I'm a cinematographer. I do a lot of different things. And, you know, these are all just different titles and, and acts of, 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 these are really just expressions of my heart. It, it has, you know, I'm not, I'm not any of these things. These are just expressions. And, and, and right now in this time of, in this time in life, it's really important that we understand that, you know, we're not just one thing. We're everything we want to be. You want to be a doctor, but you're a janitor today and you want to be a doctor, go for it. You're a doctor, but you want to be a janitor, do oh. it. Do what makes your heart smile. Do what makes you come alive and do what makes you feel ecstatic. I thank you all for having me here today. Thank Woo! you, brother. Woo! Yeah. You heard it here. Oh, I got one more gift for you guys. Oh, no! These are my hats. Yeah. Uh, my, <laughs> these are my hats. Uh, my wife and I have a company called the Drishti. It's uh, we're it's spiritual wear. Um, you know, with mantras. Spiritual wear. And yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, you know, um, spiritual wear with mantras and affirmations and positivity. And here, I bought three hats. I brought three yes. different colors. You guys can figure out what you like here. Oh. I'm thinking. Yeah, I, thank you, Rama. You I can't bet, that, if that's how it works out, I saw that. Huh? Hey, where can they? Yeah. Where can people get this? So the, the hats again. Come to my Instagram. Uh, the website it should be up by next week. It's thedrishti.com. T h e d r i s h t i. Thedrishti.com. I love it. Uh, yeah. So. Um, yeah, thank you, Rama. Thank no, you, brother. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. You guys are here thank from you for again. having me here. From the Hard awesome. Luck Show. We're out of here, guys. Om Namah Shivaya. Jay Koritata. Adios. 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 Adios.